0: Hello and welcome to our latest episode of The Language Podcast. You can catch all our previous episodes on Spotify, Ghana, Apple Music, Wink Music, GeoSavan, and Google Play Music. Have you ever thought about what language was first spoken? Where and when did language start and how? A sensible linguist would probably shrug and groan in response to such questions. Language development? Is arguably the most important cultural process that has ever occurred. No human characteristic, however, provides less definite proof of its ancestry. So the question here is how did language first emerge? Writing started far later than speaking did. Therefore, words don't leave relics behind. So ideas of language beginnings have typically been founded on educated guesses. The origin of language had been the subject of so much pointless conjuncture for so many years that when the Paris Linguistic Society was established in 1866, one of its bylaws prohibited any discussion of it. Language researchers, tired of just-so stories, now refer to the early ideas by the labels they gave them. Numerous ideas have been proposed throughout the ages and nearly all of them have been refuted, dismissed and frequently criticized. The knowledge we have about language is about partially explained by each concept. Here are six of the oldest and most popular ideas about how language originated. The first one is the theory of Bow Wow. This idea states that the imitation of the surrounding natural sounds by our ancestors is when language first emerged. The initial speech was onomatopoeic meaning the association of sounds to objects and actions with words like moo, meow, splashing, cuckoo and boom. Many were convinced with this theory until they were not. The question is, what is wrong with this theory? Onomatopoeic words are quite uncommon and they differ between languages. Dog barks are heard as Au Au in Brazil Ham Ham in Albania and wang-wang in China, for example. Furthermore, not all onomatopoeic words are derived from natural sounds. A lot of them have only recently been invented. The second that got a lot of attention was the theory of ding-dong. According to this idea, which Pythagoras and Plato endorsed, speech developed in reaction to the fundamental characteristics of environmental objects. It's believed that the first sounds mankind produced were in tune with their surroundings. Again, the question arises what is incorrect about this theory? There is no strong evidence in any language aside from a few isolated instances of sound symbolism that sound and meaning are intrinsically linked. The third is the theory of Pooh Pooh. Yeah, they named all the theories in a funny way. (laughs) According to this concept, the speech was first expressed as a series of interjections such as ouch and oh in response to unexpected events and yabba dabba in response to other emotions. Is there anything incorrect about this theory? Sadly, yes. Language has a lot of interjections and as British linguist David Crystal notes the clicks, intakes of air and other noises which are utilized in this way have no resemblance to the vowels and consonants found in phonology. Yo-he-ho is the fourth theory that linguists came up with. This idea contends that the grunts, groans and snorts produced during hard physical effort gave rise to language. The theory went that the rhythmic chanting and grunt people used to coordinate their movements when they worked together were the origins of speaking. This sort of thing and how we typically use language are different from one another. So, where does this hypothesis fall short? This theory may explain some of the rhythmic aspects of the language, but it only goes so far in terms of describing how words are formed. Thus, another theory went down the drain. The fifth is the theory of Tata. The concept is that tongue and lip movements used to imitate manual gestures are the origin of communication. Tata, for instance, is similar to waving goodbye with your tongue now what happened with this theory however most of the topics that we discuss lack recognizable movements much fewer ones that can be imitated with the tongue and mouth the sixth and the last theory is the theory of lala otto Jespersen of denmark a linguist proposed that romance fun and song related sound may have served as the ancestors of languages but again The same question comes to mind, what is wrong with this theory? According to David Crystal, in How Language Works, this theory still does not explain the gap between the emotional and the intellectual parts of speech production. Language is such a remarkable and complicated skill. It is such a capability that only humans have. Much attempts have been made throughout the years to train apes to speak, particularly chimpanzees which are the closest living relatives of humans. No other species, however, possesses the vocal pathology required for speech in the manner that humans do. No animal has shown ability above that of a two-year-old human, making it impossible to teach chimpanzees sign language. It appears that a creature needs a human's brain, vocal cords and intelligence to speak like a human. At this moment, it can be said that about a century after the origin of language was dismissed, scientists began to re-examine the issue. But this time, with the help of paleontological data regarding the most feasible brain and vocal cord traits of early humans and Homo sapiens, they take into account which biological, intellectual and social prerequisites must be met before language can exist rather than making assumptions about the type of vocalizations that give rise to speech sound. And it does help you realize that we have all of the required ingredients for them. Phew! That was some interesting information and weird theory names for one episode. See you at our next one. Ciao! This was the Story of Languages podcast. Brought to you by Rian, a state-of-the-art language tech company.